2: You're listening to the Sans Pants Network
1: Home of comedy,
2: (laughs) culture, adventures
1: and ghosts
2: Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys A podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies I'm Damien, I'm Sean and I'm Tom And for this bonus episode we watched Werewolf by Night Werewolf by Night is an American television special directed by Michael Giacchino and written by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron, based on the Marvel comics featuring the character of the same name. It follows a lycanthrope superhero who fights evil using the abilities given to him by a curse brought on by his bloodline. (laughs) We have nothing to say about this thing. Holy shit.
3: The longer the silence grew, the more appropriate it felt for this TV movie. Yeah,
2: yeah. So this was an interesting one in the sense, like, so we watched this together. It was I enjoyed watching it. I remember being like, oh, I'm loving the aesthetic. I'm loving the sort of vibes of this whole thing. And then, like, minutes after it's finished, it is wiped from my brain. It is like oh. it never existed.
0: There, are, I can only hold so many thoughts in my brain and <laughs> someone control or deleted The movie out of my. (laughs) Someone was like, "Task manager, movie and task."
3: I had to look it up today and was shocked to remember that his name is Jack
2: Russell. Yeah, that just doesn't seem very funny. Well, like there was, I was actually doing some a little bit of research because I've never heard of this character like I, i'm i a bit of a comic guy i don't mind comics and i've always loved marvel i've never heard of this this character and i read there was actually two versions of this character and one of them was hispanic i think and i'm like it's crazy to me that they chose for this actor who's obviously hispanic they chose the whitest name you've ever heard in jack russell which is also mm. a fucking pun for a dog it's the dumbest yeah that's that's why i his hate it like- i hate it no 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 i'm a big but it's fan it's a fake
3: it's a fake name isn't
2: it Oh, is it?
3: Oh okay. Is it a fake note? I don't know. I don't don't know. know. Some of the internal logic of the movie's a bit like so they let him in and they're like, you know they're doing that thing where they go around and read out the kill count and they're like so he's had the most kills. I think he had over a hundred kills. And it's kind of like, has he actually got that, though? Or has he forged documents? Like, how long has this guy been involved with this group? Right. Or is he like a ring-in? You have to assume that he's been involved with them for long enough to have over 100 kills.
2: But, yeah, well, well, it's interesting because we obviously see him have empathy for the monsters, or at least Mm. Man-Thing, a.k.a. Ted. Mm. Ted. Yeah. Yep. So, you're like, well, has he just- actually saved all the rest of the monsters, because even though he acts like a monster hunter, he's actually a monster saver. I don't know. Again, I know nothing about this character. It's like it's baffling to me. This this whole little special was it was really interesting in the sense of like Marvel and what they put out and all the rest of it. And obviously like even them just putting out a, a Halloween special that isn't any of the characters we're familiar with, I think is really great. The fact that it was black and white and obviously hearkening back to early horror movies Really, really great. Loved all that. Like I said, I love the aesthetic, love the vibe of the whole thing. I just think the story was kind of nothing. Oh yeah. yeah, it's a big nothing. Yeah,
3: the black and white thing is interesting because we watch it and we're like, oh, this has got you know the old Hammer horror vibe, big time. And there's even like the grainy film effect and and stuff like that. Yeah. And but but then you get the colorized. Section at the end, right? And it's like it seems to me to be set in the modern day times,
2: yes, yes. Whereas
3: you watch most of it and you're like, mm, maybe it's just the black and white in my mm-hmm. mind. I'm like, I think this is a period, piece. right? I would have said the same, yeah. it feels like a period yeah. piece, but then you get to the end and it just cheapens the whole thing. And then they're talking about getting sushi, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know when sushi became a, a popular thing in America, right? So I'm assuming that this is not set in the old days, it's set
2: now. I don't it know definitely if, is. It didn't yeah. leave me feeling good at the end. I think the end kind of sucks. No, shit. Well, again, this is the Marvel problem where I so I read that of course Kevin Fage had a hand in this. Apparently it was him who suggested they have man thing, but also it has to exist in the same time as the rest of the the Marvel universe. And Fage even Ugh. said that like, oh we're gonna be seeing more of this world as in Monster World. Obviously we've seen they've introduced the Eternals, they've introduced all these other bits and pieces. Apparently the next wave is going to have a bit more monster action which yeah Okay, but like the the need for interconnectedness was Marvel's strength and is now becoming their weakness because I don't know about you guys, but like in the first few phases, I loved the interconnectedness. Obviously, that was the draw that was so exciting and new and interesting. Now it's exhausting. Now I can't really keep up. And this having that be the case with this one where I'm like, oh, this is its own little standalone thing. And it's like, yeah, it's a Hammer Horror homage made it this like little special, interesting thing. And I was like, good for Marvel for sort of trying different shit. But then by having to tie it into the rest of the Marvel Universe, I'm like, that sucks. Like, I wish you had just kept it as its own thing. It was a period piece. And maybe if it had to tie to anything, it was other things of this ilk, other interesting little tie-ins to old school horror, where instead it's like, no, 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 this is still part of the MCU. And it's like, okay, Mm. if it has to be. Because there is a super team that's like a bunch of monsters and like
0: Ghost Rider and Moon Knight is in it. Right. Is one of them. They're like a- a,
3: What if the Avengers were like- Monsters. You know who's in that team as well, Tom, is Morbius.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Which is... Very fucking funny, and ah, oh, can we? Do you reckon? Do you reckon the world can trick Sony to release that movie for a
2: third time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe Reddit has some skills. Mm. Uh, should we do Morbius for scary Boys? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never watch it again. I've forgotten it already. Though, <laughs> Sean, you've always asked: Is there a scary and actually scary vampire movie? Does Morbius fit that bill?
3: Still, it's still a no.
2: <laughs> I have not watched Morbius. Uh, I feel like I, I- please I- don't. Um, I feel like I'll be disappointed in myself if I did at this point. Yeah,
3: I value your time too much to let you watch that movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. I think also we can all
0: agree
3: Jared Leto sucks shit. Oh, massive piece of shit. Yeah, a big massive. Yeah, Yeah. you know I I realized um, we never get the chance to talk about MCU and Scaredy Boys because they don't do no no. I realized maybe after watching this that like it's just not for me anymore. Mm. Like you're moving away from it, yeah. Yeah, and that's fine, I think, because it's like you yeah. said, Damo, early on, I loved the interconnected sort of aspect of it because that's what it was. It was all building up towards fighting Thanos. And yeah. Like yeah. End Endgame was a real emotional endpoint for me. Whereas now I'm just like I don't get excited about the releases anymore. Yeah. I don't engage much with the TV stuff they do mm. anymore. I was excited for this yes. mainly because I'm like oh, this feels like it's outside of what they normally do. Right, right. Even one of the main reasons they went black and white wasn't really the aesthetic. It was more like because we've got a fair bit of blood and gore. So if we do it in black and white, it's the old Kill Bill volume. Oh, 1 trick sh- where okay, y- yep, Your goriest yep. scene is in black and white to avoid the censorship sort of aspect. Right. Of it. Oh, that's so. Yeah. When you when you look at it like that, it's like oh, so you're not really super committed to an homage to Hammer and the old school stuff. Really? Yeah. You just want to do yeah. your Kevin Feige, bring in man thing, introduce a few things, right? Go to color by the end of it. Eh. It left me with a bit of a bad taste, to be honest. Although, I will Mm.
0: say this. I think they're like, right, we're going to make it black and white so we can get around the censor thing. But then I think they do lean into, right, we're going to make it like a black and white old-school horror film. Yeah, Oh, they definitely do. Yeah, And look, I love that. I love that you've got this... If this movie does one thing and it makes someone go back and watch, like, The Bride of Frankenstein yes, or, yeah. like, Dracula, one of the eight Draculas that star Christopher Lee, <laughs> then the movie's on its job. Yeah, great. Agreed. And it might be the only thing that the MCU actually does to save and preserve cinema.
3: It actually starts out really mm. promising. Like, yeah, I like yeah. it. And I like it. It's corny. It's, um, it's I can't even dumb. remember the name. Yes. Elsa. Elsa Bloodstone, right. she's coming back. You don't know what her deal is. You kind of never really get a good grasp on what it is. You do, but it's not really an yeah, interesting yeah, story yeah. or character, yeah. unfortunately. Jack Russell is the most interesting guy in it, but it's such a brief thing that it's too slight. It doesn't really invest in anything, so it's kind of just, it gets to a point where it's like, alright, we're going to watch a transformation, and we're going to watch some fights.
2: Yeah, like it almost needed to be either longer or shorter. I actually think in it's current like it was 50 minutes or so. Yeah. 50, but
3: like, you know, credits. Right. And like, it's even less. It's such a, it's a television episode sort of thing. But know? it
2: still felt like, for the amount of story it had, it still felt like it dragged a little bit.
3: Yeah, it did, which is crazy, isn't
2: it? Yeah, where I think if it had been longer, they would have been forced to add actual story into it. Or if it had been a bit shorter, it would have just been like, yep, that was a fun little morsel of whatever it was. But I do think like on the on the black and whiteness, like, yeah, I think that sounds like they chose that as the aesthetic for maybe not the reasons I was very excited about, which is, yeah, the homage to old school horror. But I do think they committed to it. Like there's there's a couple of times where we see that cigarette burn in the corner sort of which is obviously harkening back to when they used to that was indicating that you need to change the reel on the film projector mm. like those little touches I was like oh I'm vibing with this this is pretty good and even when they shifted from that black and white to color at the end they had a little bit of um somewhere over the rainbow in the background obviously wizard of oz yeah, yeah. Yep. so like yep. that that's kind of cool but even like uh to to give it to give it its juice like the location of this like interesting manor house with this insane garden area and like we've got those beautiful long shadows everywhere everyone's walking around these gorgeous long shadows yeah there's some really actually like some quite nice cinematography taking place using the aesthetic using these interesting looking characters oh yeah
3: you got the guy that looks like Brendan gleason he's having a great time <laughs>
2: he's having a wonderful he's time he's having yeah. a ball
3: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Here's the
0: question though, right? Is it set on Earth? I mean, to me, yes. I, I think would it's have got to said be. Yeah. 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 Because some of those guys who are doing the hunting look like they're from like Thor space. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, they're, they're yeah. from they're from the, the space version of like where Thor and the Guardians yes. are. It's like a bit of Guardians, bit of Sakaar, bit of... So I don't know if they're from... Earth, right. strictly. I don't know if we're on Earth. I don't know enough. Yeah. I don't know
3: why, but I watch it and go, yeah, we're on Earth. Mainly I think it's because of the ending. I don't know. I don't know why sushi such a big <laughs> tick for me, but I'm like, that just threw me out of the universe of the movie for yeah, some reason. Yeah, because Sean-
0: I did some research. Uh, sushi's been around since 1824, allegedly. In
3: America, though, not in America, though. You would think
0: in the world.
3: Yeah, of course, of course it has. But America. when would the
2: Western world have discovered sushi?
0: Uh, Western sushi got it in the 60s and 70s. Which 60s and 70s? 1960s.
2: Okay, so uh, even maybe, then, yeah. even
3: then, though, no. For like the the aesthetic that this film's going for, it feels like it's earlier than yeah. that. Yeah. Are
0: you are you telling me, Sean, that the Last Samurai Tom Cruise didn't bring back some sushi when he went back to America? Um, after fighting in the uh, the Civil Tom, War,
3: I might ask you to watch that film again. I don't believe TC ever came back to America. No, he, doesn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he sent some back. He put he it in a
3: little bag, yeah. shipped it back off
2: <laughs> to his friend. Oh, that must be the deleted seeds. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, on the on the homage to to the horror that we love, which is Hammer horror. I do think there were some things. There was a couple of things. One was the overacting. The butler. Oh, the butler. Oh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the
3: villain, I think, Verusa was her name. And, yes. And yeah. what was her you know, her lover who died? Whatever, Bloodstone, whatever his name She's was. She's the step stepmother yeah. for um
0: Bloodstone. Yeah.
2: yeah. The, the right. head of the Bloodstone They're Having Lord Family. Bloodstone's body being a puppet was fucking good. Like, I yeah. loved that. I thought like that's where I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. this is some good shit. And even, I think I said this to you guys when i we were watching it, like, everyone just looks a little shitty for some reason, which does feel, like, appropriate for the movies it's homaging, whereas, like, everyone just looks, like, a little drawn and worn out and just, like, at the end of their tether or something. I don't know, but, like, it was working for me. I thought it was a, a positive thing in the sense of this movie.
3: And i got to say, I think one of you mentioned earlier the ca- some of the camera moves and that sort of thing. Mm. It's great to have, like, a werewolf transformation as a silhouette on the wall. Yeah, and, um, love it, love it. There was cool touches like that. Yeah. But
0: also that he's mostly prosthetic as a werewolf too, like, could have been so easy to be a mm. full CGI shit show, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looked okay, and the, like the action stuff is cool. And I guess just because it is Marvel, there are, there are a few moments where my jaw sort of drops a little bit where I see like someone get fucking cut in half and blood, and I'm like, right. oh boy, here we go. You don't see that in your MCU, do you? So it is, it is cool. From that point of view, it's great. I just don't. Yeah. Overall, I didn't like how it was connected back to MCU-ness in the end. I love this idea of them doing a a one-hour horror special every Halloween. I think that's cool. If they commit to doing that, just doing like weird, crazy shit. Mm. I would love it if it was hammer-infused because I think that, you know.
2: That's it. I think that was the ticket to me. Everything I liked about this TV special, whatever you want to call it, was the hammer vibes of it like that's hundred percent what I was subscribing to when I when when you said this movie I'm like yes let's do it because I was like I just want some of that hammer horror vibes in a mod in a modern day setting I think that's really cool give me some Kush. give me <laughs> some yeah where's give us the whoever the modern day equivalent of Kush is throw him in I want to see some of that and like yeah all those elements fucking loved all the Marvel elements I couldn't give a fuck about
3: yeah yeah and there was th- the whole thing is just so slight. Like, even yeah. they have their little chat when they're locked in that room, and then she just goes, light bulb moment. Oh, I remember there's a yes, key up there. Yes, yes. Everything's just a little bit too easy. Too and, convenient, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not a tight product at all. No, no, no. Normally, when you're watching something that's like sub 50 minutes, you're like, ah, oh, it really rattled along and it was tight. This isn't tight. This is, like, parts of it are kind of boring, which is crazy.
2: Yeah, for the time, given the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, we obviously have very mixed feelings about this TV special, but we chose to do it as a bonus episode because- Sean.
3: Well, we loved initially what we thought was the good intentions of this that are that it's like very deeply ingrained with this homage to the hammer horror that we love so Hell much. Oh yes. And we'd love to do more hammer for Scaredy Boys, but what we've found as we've <laughs> gone along on the journey, not a lot of it is ever really gonna scare us. No and there's this no. obviously an inherent silliness to it. Yeah. Which we fucking love, adore, but we don't know if mate. you guys all love it. Yeah. And we adore the Cush. So really this made us think about how we'd love to, over on our Patreon channel go on these little hammer journeys yes. with our beautiful, beautiful muse, Peter Cushing. Oh, oh airport, the best. And just, just enjoy the silliness of it and the you know the the escapism of the way they used to do it, which is just completely cooked and fun <laughs> for us to watch. Yeah, we're we're is...
0: making a movie on a train. Why? We've got a train out the back and we need to use it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we hope that you'll jump over to our Patreon and join us, and we're going to do a little segment from time to time. We're going to dip our toe into the hammer world, and we're going to call it, Hammer time.
2: Hell
0: yeah, and, we um, are.
2: <laughs>
3: we're really excited to get back and watch some course.
2: I'm genuinely <laughs> giddy. So part of this is also uh, a couple of years ago for Sean's birthday, I want to say. Yes. I bought you this Hammer box set. Yes. Which is like... It's like 15 or something Hammer movies. Oh, it's more. Right. It was Yeah, it was (laughs) chock-a-block. And like every one of them sounds more cooked than the one that came before. Like Mm. there is some crazy titles in this collection. Some of the synopses of these movies are so bonkers. Like we are so excited to dig into these Hammer movies. But like Sean said, they can't be a regular Scary Boys episode because we already know the answer to where we're scared, which is like if us cowards aren't getting scared, no one's getting scared. But we love talking about them. And so, yeah, Hammer Time is our vessel for that. (laughs) And we're, uh, yeah, I'm genuinely gifted about it.
0: If this is the best thing the MCU ever produced, this is the best thing the MCU has ever produced because it's led to Hammer time. Right.
2: Fuck the MCU. Give me the Hammer universe. That's the universe I'm interested in. (laughs) So, if you're interested in that, if you also want to go on this Hammer journey with us, and I really do recommend you do because there's some fucking amazing shit out there, uh, jump over to our Patreon, which is at patreon.com forward slash skettyboys. We're a few months in now, and we've got some really great stuff out there. We've got our Small Screen Scares series, which we've been looking at Midnight Mass. We love it we we've got some of what i think is generally some of the best podcasting we've done on that series i really like we had some fucking amazing chats about it it's such a great series that incites these really wonderful chats we've also got all our bonus episodes as well as our rpg campaigns we've got these ongoing campaigns with some of the sans guys where basically they do their best to make us scared and uncomfortable <laughs> so yeah so head over to patreon.com forward slash scaredy boys we've got a whole bunch of stuff there which will very soon as of next week include Hammer time. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, boys. Cush. 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 That is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you guys would like to email us, please do. You can find us at three scaredboys at gmail.com or head over to Twitter where you'll find us at Scaredy Boys or individually. I'm at my day pajamas. I'm at Carney from fifty five. I'm at Oak Tree. Stay scared, everyone.
0: I can only hold so many thoughts in my brain.
1: If you're updating your closet for summer, you need dependable clothes that you can wear anywhere, whatever you're doing. And for that, you can look to American Giant. American Giant makes clothing of exceptional quality for people who want something more than the status quo offers. Whether you need to re-up on reliable everyday t-shirts, pick up a solid pair of shorts, or invest in a pair of durable jeans, American Giant is a better choice. They make everything right here in the USA, from start to finish. So when you buy from American Giant, you become part of creating jobs and improving local communities in towns and cities all across the country. And keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Shop your new summertime closet staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com with promo code WA23.